0: Rooster and the Devil Podcast Rooster and the Devil Podcast Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Ladies and gentlemen, summer podcast. It's the first time we've all been together again. It's so nice to see your faces here on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I just love it. Jimmy, how are you? How's your summer going?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's good. I'm uh, pretty busy. Uh, I'm going to have a kid in like less than a month, so uh, it's busy here at the current household. I forgot
0: that that was happening because we don't live close to each other, so it doesn't affect my daily life. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember Jimmy's having a kid, so boy. human on the One way, month.
1: number two. Yep. Wow, it's getting uh, getting pretty real over here. But no, we're excited. Um, got everything set up and good to of go. Course. So, yep. It, is your daughter it's understanding up. of what's coming yet? Oh, she knows no way. exactly. <laughs> she well, she knows exactly like where the baby is. Like she'll go over and you know, uh, like. Hug, uh, hug the baby, quote unquote, uh, kiss, like she sure. give her kisses and stuff like that. But, but has she knows no idea. She she knows she has a baby really sister, crazy. but like really, once there's like a physical human being here, she might be like, uh, what? So yeah. we'll
0: see. <laughs> this is my house. Yeah. this is my house. My, what are you doing here, baby? Uh, Getting all we, that tension. We
1: ran into. So we have some neighbors in our neighborhood that are close to our age. They have a son who's just a little bit younger than my daughter, and they just had uh, a baby girl. I want to say like three months ago. And he, uh, um, he was telling me that uh, when the when the baby starts crying, that his son will uh, j- get up on the couch and throw himself off the couch to hurt himself and start crying so he can also get attention. And so, oh no, it, that sounds is his name Neymar?
0: We checked the DNA <laughs> <attorney laughs> test.
1: That's next level. Well done. Yes, yeah, we tie it back in. But yes, that's how my summer is going. Um, how about you guys?
2: Uh, Tindall? Yeah,
1: good it. things, golf, uh,
2: bonsai, you know. <laughs> uh, bonsai. bonsai Brad. Nothing too crazy, man, just <laughs> trying to enjoy the Michigan summer, uh, trying not to take off and, and just, uh, stick around, get a little lake time in, all good things. You don't even have to go yeah. to the
1: lake, it's been raining here so much you can just float wherever you are your front door. Ooh. That's so true. I did
0: catch some rain out there, although it was just lovely in between. We had rain on the, on the bookends of the trip, but spent a week in Michigan. Fantastico. Uh, before that, I was at, I went actually. I've had a crazy couple of weeks. I went golf trip Friday and Saturday in Pennsylvania. Came home Sunday. Flew to Michigan. Came back Friday. Spent last weekend at home after the trip, and then I went to a bachelor party this weekend. Why? Which is why I have no voice at all. I <laughs> uh, just. Was drinking till three. It was a crazy man. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then. I talked with you crazy. for a little it books while.
2: Up. When was that, Sunday? Saturday. We had a little <laughs> chat. He doesn't recall. The look on his face is priceless. We yes. talked. <laughs> I do we recall. We talked actually, with a big I group remember. of those guys for about right. 20 minutes. On the beach.
0: Yeah. On the beach. With Art. Art really wanted to call you. He's like, call Tyndall. <laughs> I love Art. <laughs> Please call Shout Tindall. out Art.
2: <laughs> Great human being.
0: Alright, so, while that's all been happening, we are only 46 days away from premier Premiership football. Just wanted to put that Amazing. up there. Amazing. Told Norman you the told summer you was short, Michael. Six Roosters and the Devils. So we have six Roosters and the Devils before... Um, wow. We do have a Man City guest lined up next, who is supposed to be on this show this evening, but we'll, we'll catch him next week. Um, but maybe we'll start... Hopefully lining up some previews. If anybody out there wants to just research a team and tell us about it, uh, hit us on the DMS. Come on. Yes. We want to learn.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm trying Please to work do. on uh, an Arsenal fan. Um, I'm sure you guys would love to hear about Arsenal. You know.
2: I would. <laughs> like to hear about it from Babel,
1: but yeah. Uh it's not. It's not Babel. But I yes, know. I would love to hear from Babel as well.
0: So what about this kid that listened to us? Tell tell us that story. How we're <laughs> our first dose of fame, I'd say.
1: Uh, it was <laughs> I had a um a buddy who drove out from from Kalamazoo to Cleveland last weekend for the Gold Cup games. Um, uh, he actually grew up playing soccer. He played uh, PDL uh, up in Thunder Bay, Canada. Um, played junior college out in Kansas. So he's a good player, but he doesn't really watch a lot. Um. So he, when he got in the truck to drive out there, he's like, oh, "I wonder if there's any like good American soccer podcasts." So he searched that, and he saw Rooster and the Devil. And I, the only reason he didn't know about us is I don't really talk to a lot of my friends outside of you guys about doing this. This is just something I enjoy doing. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't tell anybody. Yeah, I don't tell. I, I tell no one. So he he searches this, and it was right at the time that the interview with Felix from One Goal. Um, shout out to Felix. That was an excellent interview. Um. Right after that interview had dropped. So he uh you know, he, he listened to the interview and he hears my name on there and he texted me a picture of uh of the Roostin the Devil uh one goal interview um playing on in oh, it in his truck. Chiefs yeah. Spain. So it was and, and he said, Is this you? I was like, Yeah and I it it took me like a day to remember that I never told him about it and he told me he just searched wow. it and found us, so it's pretty cool.
0: Neat. Yeah. And then I actually I tried to replay the search though, and I couldn't get us on that that search. So I'm kind of amazed that he found us. Yeah, I, I'm very, very surprised. Like it
1: was uh, totally an organic situation. Worked out kind of weird that way. So uh, now he's he asks me all the time if uh, um, you know when are you guys recording. You know, he asks me all that stuff all the time. He has no desire to be on. He's, he,
0: does he want to jump on? Uh, totally. I,
1: mean, I I could ask him. We'll have to figure that out maybe later this summer. Sure, Maybe will uh, try to
0: make him pick a team I, live on the air. I think, to I think the floor. best
1: stuff you'd get from him is, like, if you want to hear about what, like, you know, it's like to be a PDL player, you know, um, basically you're just an amateur. He played in college, and he got to play on, you know, uh, a, a team in Canada and living up there, and he's got a bunch of really cool stories. So if I can talk him into coming on and telling those stories, I think that would be fun for everybody. Agree. Sure. I'm all about this kind of stories. <clears throat> I also quickly want
0: to point out that Rooster and the Devil is listened to in a lot of countries. We've got 13 listens from United Kingdom, 5 from Ireland, 4 from India, 3 from Australia, 3 Germany, 3 France, 3 Mexico, three, 2 South Africa, 2 Sweden, 2 Denmark, 1 China, 1 Spain, 1 Italy, 1 Malaysia, 1 New Zealand, 1 Poland, 1 Somalia, 1 Turkey, and 1 Taiwan that we have listens from. One. That's crazy. One in Shout out to those Taiwan. people. Yeah. Yeah. listen to us to all over the world. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. for listening. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jump on, come on the podcast.
2: Please reach out. It'd be a, be a riot. Absolutely. So anyway, enough of sucking our own dick. <laughs> um, it's just fun <laughs> though. Fun, it's a good though.
1: summer review. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's right. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah.
0: It has been a while. But you actually mentioned that your friend was driving to the Gold Cup. So yes, that I've... was the first topic that we we wanted to jump into. Yeah, so time. I
1: mean um we kind of I I kind of touched on Felix uh with Felix in the interview, you know, coming into the Gold Cup, those two lead-in matches were did not exactly show a lot of promise. Um, you know, and obviously the th- not at with all with the um, you know, the, obviously the recent uh history with Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it was going to be a big game and the United States just absolutely, you know, put on a clinic. Um, it was it was great to watch. Um did you watch? I, I did. I watched the. I watched the whole game. Um,
0: nice. Tell us what you thought, because I did not get a chance to watch it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, there was there was some stuff that looked looked a little messy. I think that um, you know, had they been playing a, a better club, they might have got punished early on um, with some of the passing. Um, Tim Ream was in you know fine form again, um, playing left back out there. Uh, but mean <laughs> everyone else like what. <laughs> Everyone else played really well. Like, Weston McKinney was just an absolute motor in the middle, you know.
0: Um, So, what do you think of him? Because I was kind of shitting on him, just postulating. But I haven't watched him very much, so I have no business to be doing that.
1: Well, I think, you know, coming out of his club season, obviously Schalke had a bad season in general. um, And he played, like, every position on the field for them. So, I think you're seeing him being used in in his best role, you know, Playing in that central in midfield, yeah, he's winning, winning, yeah, winning tackles in the middle. Um, he's actually passing the ball for the most part pretty well. Um,
0: I saw a highlight reel of his passes during the game. They, he did have a number of beautiful ones. Yeah,
1: yep. So I think the the biggest thing for, um, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he doesn't have to play back as far as Bradley's playing. You know, Bradley's basically playing just in front of the center backs, um, but also you know he does so much work defensively. That he frees up Pulisic to go out and be creative and and take people one on one. So, um, you know, he played really well. I thought he had a great game. Obviously, Pulisic had a great game. He had a goal, two assists, um, a dirty ass nutmeg uh, on the sideline oh. in the second half. I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah, he played He's really like, well. That's
0: for that two-two tie in that <laughs> swamp. Yeah.
1: So I, otherwise, I mean, the team in general played pretty well. Long <laughs> had two goals. The first one was was pretty. The second one was comical. It was like right at the last minute, he like chested it in. So, but I thought they played pretty well. Um, Bradley, did you get a chance to watch that game?
2: Yes. Um. Uh, and then I, I highlighted it up afterwards. Um. Yeah, encouraging, but not the greatest competition, probably. Uh, and I can't. Of course. Yeah, so. I still team? can't believe that they didn't get the job done. For the World Cup. I know it's it's been talked about, but it's still quite amazing to me. It's a sunk cost. Of yeah, this for play, sure.
0: You Mr. Economy guy. For sure.
2: For sure. Fuck it. I know. It's just, it's just like a moment of, man, can't believe I'm we just, didn't get I'm that result. Curious,
0: <laughs> are there any MLS guys that deserve to be on the field for the U.S. men's <laughs> national team that stuck out to you?
2: Bradley, you know, he's amazing. Actually, I saw a really good ball from Bradley. I thought um, I saw that yeah, ball as like, well. But then s- I also saw center to the I, wing, like beyond the defense. I saw
0: a, this is a terrible reel from the game too, and he did do a, like he. The complaint mostly is about his spatial awareness is that he didn't recognize where space was and kept passing back into danger. Well, and he's
1: incredibly unathletic too. Like that's that's the he other that's the other slow. thing. I mean, you know, we talk about all these young guys that we have coming up. But like the biggest thing, a lot of those guys are just super athletic. So he just. He looks lost out there i think that's where you i think that's where you see him I mean, as more replacing of a liability. Him
0: with tyler adams right well, now the that, next that's, squad's looking-
1: that's the thing you don't even have the full you don't like yes we have a couple of guys that um aren't mls guys that we got brought over you know mckinney and, and pulisic and, and that sort of stuff but we're not even at full strength you know like you think about dwayne adams would be out there running around tyler uh, holmes, uh yeah, i'm yeah. sorry dwayne holmes tyler adams out there running around so there's, I mean, there's those guys alone. John Brooks, uh, the center back. Um, oh yeah. So I think that like this is a good glimpse, um, but I mean, the, um, Tim Ream was the worst player in the field, and he does not play MLS. <laughs> he he played. He plays in the championship now. Um,
0: was he the worst player on the on the Jim. field? Like, so they're playing Panama next, which I don't think is gonna expose them either. Is the problem the Gold Cup's always this like. Wow, U.S. men's national team, but like I think played Guyana. I don't even know where that is. That like, was the first like,
1: time they'd ever played them um, in a uh, in an international game. Um, so they don't really qualify a lot for like gold, copper, um, even for Panama. Even qualifying. Panama is uh, actually. They
0: took our fourth qualifying spot. They
1: did. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Do you think they, do you guys think they'll start everybody, or do you think this is an opportunity to play some guys that haven't played because they, they're playing like a couple I think games? they'll Start.
0: To gel, like they they need time to gel, you know. They, regardless of what you think about U.S. men's national team, they haven't played a lot of games together with the current group of personnel, and that makes a big deal with or, with playing soccer or in the like current to get used to one another
1: or in the current formation that they're running. Either you know, like that's right. oh, everybody's still learning. Um.
0: But I mean, I th- to me, like, all right, so we'll pay attention to the knockout rounds. I did see that Mexico and Costa Rica randomly got matched up in the next round which is huge well, because those are the two best teams. it's because
1: it's it's Haiti beat Costa Rica. Haiti. Uh, Haiti beat Costa Rica to get that top seed so that's why Costa Rica as the two seeds out of their group plays Mexico the top seed so that's that's yeah. how we got that matchup yeah. but um yeah uh, I think so
0: we'll watch out yeah. um, so when's the Panama game do you know off the top of your head or can someone look that up real quick while we get on to other stuff? Michael, I wanted to ask you about that
2: article as well uh, that you sent. Yes, I was going right into that next. I'll look it up while you talk about that.
0: Yeah, so there's a New York Times piece about the inner workings of um, U.S. soccer, the organization that runs everything you see on the field. Uh, Just fascinating insight. And actually, so let's lay it out for you. First on Twitter, I saw I think people that follow U.S. Men's National Team saw a bunch of pictures going around of Glassdoor reviews, like the company that you can review normal job reviews at. And what happened is all the employees of U.S. Soccer behind the scenes were posting these anonymous reviews of their experience working for U.S. Soccer, like just truthful, terrible name-dropping stuff, very inside information, and damning, damning to the organization. Um, it just uh, gives you the sense that the culture in the, the building that they're working in is just toxic. Uh, there's nepotism between Jay Berhalter, who is, I guess, I, I don't remember his name. There's an outgoing CEO that's been there for 20 years. And then Jay Berhalter, who's Greg halt, Berhalter's brother, is poised to take over U.S. soccer. Just think about that for a second. Well, that
1: was, that was him basically, like, that's how Greg got the job. That's what everyone says, right? It's because Jay was so high up. In the U.S. men's national team that that got Greg a shoe in. I don't, right. I'm not trying to derail you, but you are on. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, but that's like so. That's that's right. People that were very close to him knew that that situation was going on, but the cat, the average fan, like myself, like this New York Times article was pretty eye-opening, and uh, hopefully, who knows what happens? I mean, like that's bad publicity for them. Like they got to do something. They can't hire Jay Burhalter now, you'd think, or can they?
2: I, they might I think just they do will. it despite yeah despite I mean do they have any track record of being stubborn in their ways
1: <laughs> <laughs> does I, any it's, American yeah. organization it's probably
0: been a closed organization think about yeah. it think about how they treat their women allegedly
1: well that's a that's a problem across the yeah. board
2: yeah
1: um so by anyway, the way USA article. Panama
2: is Wednesday and, uh, tomorrow oh yes. what time?
0: Oh it's 10:30, right? Yeah, I think
2: it's a late, it's late. one. 9 p.m.
0: 9 PM. Kansas City. I'll probably catch the first half,
2: honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm down. I just I don't know. I I struggle to get excited um about it. Why
0: why not? But but just um flick it on. Flick the knockout on. Oh, I I down. absolutely like, will. There's
2: no doubt that I'll do watch. It. Um I'm 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 craving, you know, a little soccer action right now, so um, yeah, that sounds and Pulisic, great. Well, you get a yeah. little
0: sneak preview of him for Chelsea, which, and I have to admit, I will be rooting for him to do well at Chelsea, which pains me, but I will be
2: absolutely, absolutely not at the at the expense of any Spurs success, of course. But uh, definitely hope he stays in the starting of uh, starting first team there and and is allowed to play because Jimmy has expressed how they. They make expensive signings and then they don't give them a full run uh, with the squad sometimes. But I don't think they hopefully intend that with him. I think
0: him. he's going to get a chance. I really do. Yeah. I think they value him as a player. He's 20 years old. He's been in big games already. I think that Chelsea is going to give him a chance this year.
1: We'll see. the The manager was there when they bought him. Isn't even there now. So, uh, you know, did they? Bu- I mean, did they he's buy him?
0: sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> Frank Lampard.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Frank,
0: Frankie's going to be like, I want to get America behind me because well, I want America to love me. Maybe that's,
2: that. of, maybe that's part of the problem, Jim, with their you know, squad inconsistency is their inconsist- inconsistency with the uh, managers, right? So you could say that about any yeah. of their players. Well, the guy who wanted him isn't here anymore. You could say that like every year with them.
1: Yeah, right. that's true. That's true.
2: Yep. Dang. That's fair.
0: Listic- why didn't she go to a better team? Man? Oh, Chelsea's
2: a great squad to go to. Like, I fucking <laughs> hate Chelsea, one. but they are top tier for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: They they do have a lot of talent. They've done it in spite of all of the coaching changes.
2: Very close, by the Just- way, to central London. Like, I was right there. I refused to go to Stamford Bridge, but it's very close to downtown.
0: Hmm. You should see them away. Are you doing a soccer trip next year? Are you planning it?
2: I'll, I'm gonna go twice. Uh, well, for sure in the fall, uh, like anytime September through November, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out a game. Same thing, short trip. Unless you, unless I can
1: convince you guys to get weird with it, but
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I would love to be convinced. I really would be. So I'll, I'll
2: work on it.
1: Bit. Yeah, there's a chance I can make but it work for work. So.
0: Women's World Cup. <laughs> Have you watched any Women's World Cup?
2: Yes, I have. Uh, I've watched, Uh, uh, I I think, three full games.
0: Wow, three full ones? Which ones?
2: Oh, gosh, that's the problem. Um, Finland, Australia?
1: Norway, Australia. Um,
2: Norway, Australia, thank you. A blonde battle. US, Spain, and... Nice. Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting Oh, let's talk one. about
0: that game. Let's talk about U.S. Spain then. That's the best game to talk about yeah. for this podcast. I, had,
2: I have thoughts on the overall uh, that I can share later or not share at all. But
0: Share thoughts right now about the game because neither of us saw it, James.
1: I did. You see I, I, did I watched the game. I watched, that. I watched Ooh, the U.S. Spain game. Ooh, we got Tufa. Yeah. Ooh, give me a Tufa.
2: <laughs> I know they made some mistakes. and um, Some mistakes, man. They did, but they responded well and good on them getting to the quarterfinals. As to be expected, Rapinoe I think two goals,
1: yeah, yeah, both two both PKs. And then the second PK was like it was the softest shit I've ever seen. VAR is really Ooh. pissing me off. Um, really, like I'm glad. Like don't get me wrong, I'm super glad they won, but like I don't VAR. I don't know how good I feel about that game. Like that the fact that they had they scored two goals to win that game, but both were from PKs. Like they didn't score from open play that entire game. They like the final third, they looked flustered, and like Spain gave them a bl- uh, everyone else a blueprint. Like you just gotta play physical with the United States, and ev- everyone gets flustered and they don't play well. Um,
0: it seems to me like they need to make some major subs from what I've been reading. It seems like Rapinoe is actually one of the worst players on the field from what I've read.
1: That's uh, not that's not necessarily true. I think she does a lot of stuff that maybe from open play isn't that great, but, like, the set pieces and stuff like that she is super important for. So, um, yeah, she definitely doesn't have the same pace as, like, uh, Kristen Press, who also plays left wing. Um, so, is
0: set, Are set pieces even more crucial to the women's game, would you
1: say? I don't know that they're more crucial. Um, but, I mean, she is, you know, in, in the women's game, she is one of the better set pieces. Takers like um, she curled in a couple uh, free kicks that you know gave the United States some good opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. But um, you know she is a really good uh, free kick specialist. Uh, the, sure. uh, so what
0: would you say like like a, on a serious note? sorry no, you're fine. Unless you got something. No, no. On a serious note, what are the differences in the, between uh, men's and women's football that you can point out?
1: Uh, I mean as far as on the ground like the ball movement is the same idea like that that doesn't change um, I think that the biggest one excellent possession excellent possession yes um, I, I used to coach um, high school real soccer and the biggest thing that I noticed was um, you know they were good on the, like like everything was the same like on the ground but the the balls in the air. Like there, like there's very few girls, and I guess when you get to the World Cup level, there's lots of them. But um, you know, at the youth level, at high school level, there were very few girls that were good in the air. Um, sure. And so that
0: makes sense because I, I'd say, as a, in general, they can't jump as high, and that's.
1: Well, it wasn't even it wasn't even that. Was, uh, like a lot of the stuff <laughs> I saw was just like, you know, uh, bad death reception. Um, and that could have just been the girls that I was that I was coaching. It could be my. It could. It could really be. It could be driving. It could be my fault. Oh boy! Oh, Good oh, wow. God! I did not say I that. I think
0: I might have to cut that. I might have to cut that. I mean, yeah. I have
2: thoughts, but they're not that bad. Yeah, that's mine. Funny. Are more about Adam's the joking. general style. How people
0: realize that I'm joking.
2: Like, oh well, yeah, this is 2019.
1: Course. You can joke if you want to, but people aren't going to take it as joking anymore. Unfortunately, because
2: like Twitter. <laughs> Anywho, at any rate, I just derailed you completely. No, I oh, liked. No, I liked watching. It was fun. Um, I, I look at the product though, and it's the same as any other year. I think it's. I'd get my ass destroyed, you know, running out there with them. No doubt, it would be comical. Uh, even if with all the dildos. <laughs> I can't, I can't help it. There's so many jokes. I okay, but my my thing is the product is is it's not as exciting. It's not a, it's like night and day. Um it just even with the shitty United, you know, States men's national team, uh, with their shittiness, it's still a hell of a lot more exciting. Um, sorry. It it just it's it is what it is. I with that said, I'd r I, I do not watch that over baseball.
0: Rooster in the I'll death watch over baseball. I watch
2: it over baseball. I watch it over the NBA. All day and genuinely enjoy. it. I sure. genuinely enjoy it. So I'm not trying to yes. um, undermine it. I think it's an awesome event. I love that the U.S. is so talented on the national stage. What you know, what's that like on the men's side? We don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, our players' personalities are you know broadcast across the world, and uh, it's yeah, cool and interesting. Yeah. and
0: they they do a great time, to- great thing in the limelight and. Seems like the crowds are really nice in France right now. Fun.
2: Yeah, it does. Especially
0: France USA. I mean, this is a huge game. I'm really hoping to watch Friday. Did you see the sure. three?
1: Did you see the ticket prices for that game?
0: No. Like the very
1: high. Like the cheapest, uh, like it's blowing away. Like um, like a women's event. Like the there were tickets going. Nice. The highest, the highest ticket price was Record. at was at eleven thousand dollars for a ticket right now. Um, like the wow. most of them were averaging like a couple thousand. I think the cheapest one was. I want to say like three or $400 at this point. But yeah, that's that, like, good for them. That's how crazy it is. You know, they you know that would
0: outsell a men's World Cup game because I feel like every time you see men's World Cup, there's so many empty seats.
2: Depends on the country, probably. Yeah.
0: And depends on the level in the tournament, I suppose.
2: A little bit it too. It does depend yeah. on the country a lot. I mean, yeah. USA yeah. France is like the bee's knees, right? Yeah, France
0: in France
1: too. Well, like yeah, the, all the U.S. games I think have been sold out um, over there because there's a huge contingent. And then obviously France being the home country, and it's in Paris, so it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It should be fun. I'm, gonna I'm looking forward to it. I can. U- U.S.A. Yeah, U.S.A.
0: I'm hoping there's some smooth transitions in that segment.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Do you want to dip into some in transfer goop? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah
1: transfer goop. <laughs>
2: Jimmy, Let's you wait. guys Let's have signed the some waters. players. Uh, I was talking uh, to Ed, our buddy, and he was saying he made back. a couple of uh, purchases. Keep going.
1: We did. Uh, we did purchase Daniel James, um, from Swansea. Uh, incredibly fast player, and that's about the best I can say about him. Like i watched some of his highlights, and he is incredibly fast. You know, he plays predominantly out on the left wing, but he he has played on the right wing. Um, I think he has lots of potential. He's only 21 years old, and we got him for, ooh, excuse me, 15 million pounds. So, um, I think it was uh, a prudent buy, not one that you know you're gonna write home about. Not one that I think that's gonna you know help us win the league, but um, maybe not a purchase that we would have made in the last couple years. So, um, but that's the only one that that's confirmed that I know of. Um, there's been obviously if you if you open up any website that talks about transfers at all, like. Every every three lines is something about some player linked to Manchester United, and it's just because they have money. But um, what was the fee, um, by the way? Uh, for Daniel for Daniel James. Yes. I want to say it was fifteen million pounds, um, I believe, with some add-ons, and it goes up to like twenty-two million or something like that. So. Uh, it should be ex- should be exciting, you know. I think that he offers a change of pace and you know puts pressure on players like Martial and some other guys to really perform. Um, yeah, that's about that's about a, as good as the transfer window has gotten. You know, everything else has been pretty negative. So um, yeah, but you, that's good. You guys are you guys are getting close to a uh, a <sighs> club record signing, is what I read.
0: Yes, 62 million euros uh, alleged today and some from, from pretty reliable sources. Sky, Sky from... Sports
2: is saying it's done as of four yeah. hours ago, and I don't believe shit yet.
0: And Lyon made a signing that would <laughs> indicate that, that it is done.
2: Yeah, and then they're saying Pochettino convinced him to join uh, earlier this month, saying that we were going to buy a bunch of players and uh, whatever. We'll see.
0: Oh, get excited. I've got a little bit of a boner. Well, I he,
2: tweeted out some highlights that He is here's,
1: talented, but... Here's my question, because I, 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 I honestly had to look it up. I don't watch a lot of French football. Um, he is an excellent player, um, but he's an excellent midfield player in, in the same mold of, like, you know, uh, like a box-to-box guy, but not, like, maybe an attacking player like an Erickson or a Deli. ali
0: He's a 2.0 from what yes, I could tell, which made me a little scared.
1: but Although, more creative, I think... But what do you – like, you know, 62 or 65 million, whatever it was, for that pl- – I mean, he is really good. But somebody who doesn't score, score goals – I wonder if his
0: role that's what I'm at saying. the other team yeah. at Lyon was defensive, you know. He could score.
2: I don't know, Jim. Uh, yeah, I think it's a very valid question. And uh, one thing about Pochettino is <laughs> – you you think you know how he's going to fit things in, and then he turns Sissoko from a you know left wing to a crushing center defensive midfielder who can actually dribble out of spaces. But I I totally agree. I think when I look at his highlights, and I did you know when they started talking about him towards the you know right after the Champions League final, I've been watching his highlights, and he really does feel like like Michael just said. I think Sissoko two point same concept except. Um, some longer balls and forward thinking other than just dribbling because Sissoko basically all he can do is just dribble out of tight spots and maybe some vision. Yeah. Um, some better vision. Yeah, but
0: in the final third, he's. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: it doesn't look like much. So I agree, Jim. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot to pay for for that position. Uh, what I was telling you guys so earlier is there's he's, a he's, gap there, depth young. wise. So
0: yeah. how young is
2: he? 23, says, I want to say. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's nice and young. Yeah. yeah. Excellent.
1: So we'll, wow. we'll see. So they
0: have, have you seen the other rumor for the Hotspur? The popular one going around. The
1: guy from Leeds, uh, yeah. Clark. Yes.
0: Yeah. Jack Clark, a 18-year-old winger for 8.5 million. Yeah, so it that looks one like sounds, a steal. That
1: one sounds like a normal Tottenham signing, and a guy who's going to be worth you know 50, 60 million in a couple of years, you know, like once he gets into the system. You're like that's Good. that sounds like what Tottenham's done successfully, though, there, right? there's buys like that, not. Not the big buys, because not all the big buys worked out. You know, uh, I saw Vincent Janssen or Janssen or however you pronounce it <laughs> on there. Yep. And yeah, it was brutal. He was
0: uh 17 million euros in 2006. Yeah, he lit
2: up the Dutch league the year before AZ with like 25 goals, and he just didn't do dick. I, mean, I think his first yeah. goal was a PK. But you're right, Jim. I think I- the little winger. I mean, his highlight tape is like. 50 seconds long, um, so who knows. But yeah, someone that can be molded. Um, maybe sure. maybe like a, a rookie or a championship version of uh, of the guy you just bought from Swansea. Uh, I know yeah. they're from the same league, but a little more cash mm-hmm. for you guys.
1: Well, you guys talked about, you know, the the relationship, if you will, between po- uh, Poke and, um Bielsa for Leeds. So you would imagine, you know, having that relationship, Bielsa might have probably said to him like, Hey, you should probably really take a long look at this kid. So, um Yeah. You know, I think that's that a good w- point. I think it you know, if that one goes through for you guys, I think that could be could be great just to adding adding depth, you know, considering how last season went, so.
0: <clears throat> an 8.5 isn't exactly little for an 18-year-old, is it?
1: I mean, in past years, nope. no, but now it feels Middle like the road. Yeah, now it feels like pretty pretty standard for a promising player. <clears throat>
0: I sent you guys that picture earlier. If people are a little bit curious about Tottenham's transfer history, if you don't mind. Um, so their highest transfer fee is Davison Sanchez in 2017 from Ajax for 42 million. Yep. yep. And Lamella's second from Roma, 30 million, 2013. Moussa Sissoko, 30 million, Newcastle United, 2016. Roberto Soldado, I don't know much about it at all. Oh, 2013 that was horrible. No.
1: Buy. That was a get- that was a Gareth Bale. Uh, we have a bunch of money. Let's go blow it. It was bad. Bye. Didn't that Didn't that work out? No. Gone quickly. Interesting. Well,
0: then Lucas Moura, twenty three million. We all January of last year. Sunny. Bayer Leverkusen, twenty two million back in two thousand fifteen. Then Janssen Polino. I didn't know he was even on there back in twenty thirteen. Luka Modric. 16.5 from looks like... That's a, a great team. buy. Dynamo Zagreb.
2: That's a great buy.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yep, a little bit of transfer history there. Good stuff.
2: So what else, uh, What else? you know, outside of Rooster and the Devil, guys, have you seen? Obviously, we had Hazard, but I haven't seen a ton of really big names move uh, around. I mean, Jimmy, what, you what's your take having experience with past windows, you know, um, compared to other windows? Does it feel different? Not really.
1: No, it feels the same. You've, like You watched, um, I'm pretty sure that Real Madrid has wrapped up almost 300 million euros in transfers at this point um, because they're smart and they go get the players they want when they want them. Um, uh, you saw um, Borussia Dortmund has made a bunch of really prudent buys. Um, they just, uh, um, you know, it looks like Mats Hummels from Bayern Munich is coming back to Dortmund yeah. um, after leaving there for three years ago um you know and they got him for pretty cheap like 30 million for a guy who was starting on germany's national team last world cup um and then julian brandt who's a good player who's developing like there's i mean they they made like thorgan hazard eden's brother um also got bought by like so they they all made those like way ahead of time what's his deal what do you mean
0: is he older or younger?
1: He's younger. He's I mean he's talented but he's not he's not, you know, he's not Eden. Um yeah. but he's he's, a, he's a, uh, um he was part of Belgium's World Cup squad as well. He just didn't start. Um <laughs> so, Belgium, so, so Belgians so Belgians are so
2: stacked.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love the Belgian national team. They're fun to watch.
1: Um
0: Yeah. And a lot of Spurs so you had to like just a ready-made team to root for in <laughs> for Europe because sure. they're pretty good. Yep. A lot of Spurs. England, well, yeah, so Belgium. you see
1: he's you saw, yeah, you saw clubs make, you know, you know, important buys right away. Um, the the striker that Real Madrid bought from Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, was it, uh, Jovic, J-O-V-I-C, J-O-V-I-C, yeah. Um, anyway, like, he's like if you guys watched any of the uh, Europa League last year, like, he was a fantastic striker. Um, I think that's a great buy for them, um, just adding depth. So it's, it's frustrating when, like, you see clubs moving quickly um, and your club has spent 15 million pounds.
2: Oh, so, is, it, is it frustrating, Jim? It, is It, it frustrating? moves slow yeah. in general for all a the bitch. teams. But, he's,
1: but he's,
2: <laughs> it shocks me coming so from basketball. Ed was bitching too. Ed was
1: whining too. I have too. a question
0: for you, though, about the transfers. <sighs> July 1 seems like an important date.
1: It's when contracts end. Yes, it's when like.
0: Yeah, so that's when people can start signing people, right?
1: Well, you can sign before that. Like, you can buy other guys, but they got a lot of those guys that are going to be free agents, or they're going into the last year. So as soon as that switch flips, isn't
0: it not official for anybody till July first?
1: Uh... yes, yes, It's not official. But you can do all this stuff. I mean, that's why Eden Hazard was already announced, uh, you know, introduced by Real Madrid. Like, all that stuff oh, is true. is is good to go. Um. Yeah. But the big thing about July first is like that's when like so July first you think about like players like Antoine Griezmann who has like a two hundred some million pound um, uh, you know clause in his contract that drops down to one hundred twenty million on July first because he enters the that year of his contract so a lot of those guys like they're like sitting like you know like oh you know I want to do a new deal blah blah blah. Well, they were at two years, and now they're about to go to one year left in their contract, and that's when they start to lose value immediately and they can hold all the power. So that's when you start to see... Yeah,
0: like a team option kind of comes into effect occasionally. Yeah,
1: so that's when you start to see some more action. But teams that wait longer, it makes it harder. I mean, uh, The Premier League, was it two seasons ago? um, It used to go to the end of August, and now they have to have everything done before the first game, um, which really tightens the window up a lot, especially when the rest of Europe can still buy... Um, when can they
0: buy until
1: end of August is when the, um,
0: and premier league deals have to be done by when, uh, first game of the season.
1: Yeah. I, I can't remember. It was like what, Ish, August, August there? 8th or something like that last year. Um, but they, That's they bumped it up because interesting insight they bumped it up cause they were, they were tired of, you know, um, that sort of drama carrying like, you know, over, overriding, you know, the the early season stuff. And so people caring about the games are like, good. you know, a, a lot of guys were having you to set a, your team. A lot of guys were sitting there at like four games in. And they're like, well, you should still go buy this person. Blah blah blah. Like yeah. now they don't have to deal with that because everything's done that's before. Um, they it's can smart. still sell though.
0: That's smart news cycle wise. They can still sell they though. They can still sell. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's probably their loan period, right? Once they get the season underway.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can do that whenever you try to loan out the young guys early. Um, especially if they yeah. go to places that you want them to go.
0: Wouldn't it be cool to see Cameron Carter-Vickers break into the first team?
1: It would. <sighs> it really would. It depends on if, if you guys hold on to Toby or not. I think that will make a big difference.
0: Yeah, it will. I And I love Toby and Jan. Like, yeah. I would not mind extending yeah. them a couple more years that defense is amazing. They're, they're great. They, Solid. They're great, but they're, great.
1: Getting, they're getting old. Jan's getting old. Jan's what? They'll be 34 this year?
0: Jan played so good he, last he did, year. He did. I don't give a he, fuck how old he is. Eventually,
1: Father Time catches up with everybody. It's true.
0: Absolutely, but it's not catching up to him
2: yet. Yeah, Jan was unbelievable. Remember left back in the Champions League yeah. against Dortmund? That's so yeah. sick. He
0: is so smooth and so good at the game. With he is, man.
2: Game. I admire that man. His balls into, and he was playing the little incredible. Like
0: when he's running up his left back, he's he playing left. And the
2: goal, and the goal, Vanna volley balls in. Like Ugh. he is so good. You're right, though, Super Jim. Die. It's a great point. That pairing though has been dynamite. And Sanchez, I still think he gets a lot of stick from some of the supporters, but I really love the potential of Sanchez. He's only 22. Um, That's where yeah. they
0: envision him playing center back. Yeah, In Yon spot.
2: Uh, he does. When they do a back tobies. three, they'll do those three. Sometimes and um, huh. he subs in for those two oh, a lot. That's an
0: excellent pairing with those. Oh, three.
2: it's yeah, it can be very good. He didn't have as good of a year this Thompson year. Dobson is
0: good. He's good though. He is. I, like I thought
2: this year was a little of a dip. Uh, it was his second year with the squad. I, I think know. he had a little
1: sophomore slump. But. I forgot to ask you guys about um, a persistent rumor that both Napoli and Juventus are trying to get your boy Trippier. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that too, Jim. Like this persistent, it doesn't go oh, away. I hope it he
0: creates a bidding war. <laughs> if we got value for a trip
1: like they're talking <laughs> they're talking like they're talking like twenty five million uh twenty five million pounds. Like those are like it? the numbers floating around. Like could you imagine?
2: I would love that. No. He is is he is he half the man Kyle Walker starts. was? Yes. He less, he's less than half of what Kyle Walker, which was 50 mil
1: to City.
0: He's better than Ben Davies. But, uh, but
1: but would you guys have said that at this time last year when he was tearing it up in the World Cup? No. That's Absolutely what I'm saying. Like not. that's how that's how quickly it can change. Yeah. And, like, 30, 40 honest, mil honestly, at that
2: time. Yeah. I mean. Honestly. Yeah, yeah you would have got rid of him still. You know, yeah. honestly,
1: at his age to go to a you know go to the Italian league where you know stuff's a little more tactical. You know, not as physical or fast. He's a good player, um, man. He is. I, like I, I think. I think. I think he'd be successful in that league. But I've, I, I forgot. I've been wanting to ask you guys about that that rumor.
2: Tripp should come over, DC United, and just slay. He
1: is uh He's an England born bred. I
2: mean, he played at Burnley before Spurs, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. It's good. I I, I, mean, I wish the best for him either way. Honestly, what I love about
0: Tripp, I think we've covered it before, is he's very good on offense. Yeah. <laughs> but he stinks at defense.
1: Most of the time, yes. <laughs> I think
0: that's the flaw.
2: Yeah. I mean, and even this year his balls in, I don't think we're quite as strong. But
0: Yeah, but they still generated enough goals where it's like, fine, whip him in there. He whips him in, like, nice and tight in front of the goal. It's fair. He does. And for, a, like, a a back, like, that's what you want if you want your right back to play offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I don't know. His defense, we have enough offense, so we need better defense. Yeah. Do we have enough nah. offense? Anyway. Jimmy mentioned, Jimmy kind of led into the Copa America. Have you been paying attention?
2: Yeah, Argentina?
1: I mean, yeah, there's Argentina's some, been struggling. Good shit. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: This some Copa America is about to get very fun. Yeah, if you can catch it. Yeah, they have.
1: Uh, they're down to what? Um, eight teams now, or yeah, eight teams. I think left. Yes, eight teams. Yeah.
0: and all South American teams, which is good because
1: no, no Qatar or or Cater or however you pronounce it in Japan. Yeah.
0: Brazil, Paraguay, tomorrow, eight thirty. That sounds fun.
1: You know who plays for Paraguay?
0: Yes, Almiron.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. Your boy, right. Your boy's having a good uh, Copa America, too.
0: And then Venezuela, Argentina, Friday, Colombia, Chile on Friday. Excellent oh. matches. Uruguay, Peru, which is very interesting. There's some MLS guys on Peru.
1: And on Uruguay, actually. Nicolas Ladero huh. plays for Sal um, Saunders. He's a good player. He actually started solid, last game. solid for...
2: squad, Uruguay, aren't they? Uh, was it, uh, the biter? They have,
1: they have Suarez. They have Suarez yeah. and Cavani.
0: <laughs> Suarez, the biter. They had very interesting teams in the group stage, like Japan played. Yes.
1: That's what I was saying, yeah. Well, they talked about, like, they're hoping that, um, the Japan games would be really popular because, um, so there's, like, a huge, uh, Japanese population in Brazil. Um, I can't remember how long ago it was. I think one, I think say it's after World War II. They actually had, like, a, um, some sort of trade agreement between the two countries and so a bunch of Brazilian people ended up in Japan a bunch of Japanese people ended up in Brazil and so they're they're hoping to like sell a bunch of tickets and they they didn't but
0: no no. it's still neat though I think anytime you can expand a tournament is uh, fun
2: yeah absolutely
0: Copa America too that's a hell of a tournament to win that's that's legit which we US
1: was in for a while Uh, the Centenario yeah I mean that was what, couple years What's the ago?
0: difference between that and Copa?
1: The well, scenario was the hundred year anniversary. I think they had a bigger tournament oh. for that. <laughs> uh, Neat. Um, but yeah, I never fully understood that. Like remember I, I I said something the other day, I should probably educate myself on why they invite teams from outside of South America yeah. into that, but sure. I don't want to speak But um, I think the big storyline out of
0: Copa America is a little messy win with Argentina. It's always a big storyline. If they don't win with them, people shit on them. I think Argentina has an MLS guy on the on the field. I really now do. Messi. <laughs> they uh, they have like a they have like a million Foyt. good
1: attackers and no good defenders.
0: Foyt got time for Argentina. Huge.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really cool, honestly,
2: and he he got his call up last yeah this past year, I guess, um, and I think he has a ton of potential. So you know. Sanchez and Foyt. He
0: played a pretty good amount. Center back. Uh,
2: Foyt's twenty one. Sanchez is twenty two. I mean, you know, not bad. So.
0: All right. I've got a very random question. It says to me on ESPN that there were Champions League games today. Do you know anything about these, Jimmy?
1: Yeah. Qualifiers. It's it's all yeah it's all the qualifying so um, like a lot of those so. You know right? Like if you win your league, you're invited. Like any European um, league, you're automatically invited to the Champions League. However, only the top groups actually get to already be in the group stage. Um, The rest of them have to go into this qualifying pot, and they they start playing in July. And so by the time you guys, I mean, by the time we see the group stage stuff, like there's already been quite a few games that played ahead of time. Like Celtic is actually having to play uh, play in. Um, Scotland isn't guaranteed a group spot, so they have to play in, um, in a playoff as well. So I had fun. to, uh, had to do that into this season as well. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. But they're probably, I don't even know these teams. I've never heard of them, but champions league apparently has started. That's kind of cool. Yep. It
1: We're already going. We cool. we just, we just <laughs> had the final, you know, less than a month ago. Um, so
2: incredible. Yeah.
1: Fun the gift is. that keeps on giving. Uh, Yes. So, next on
0: Jimmy, thank you for preparing the uh, agenda tonight. It's been (laughs) easy going. Yeah. We've gotten to 47 minutes, no problem. I was a little worried, like, all right, Rooster and Devil's back. We're back. The trio's back. Can we fill an hour? Yeah. Well, there's there's, there's going
1: to be some some smooth edits in the middle there somewhere, so probably (laughs) not quite at 48 (laughs) minutes, (laughs) but... (laughs) So
2: what else, boys? Anything else? <laughs> there were hot takes. Other than I, I love that you mentioned the Champions League started because I was, I always remember that it's yeah like late June or July that those qualifying matches right, start. Gonna, it's pretty I'm great. I'm gonna
0: give you an option of the topics. All right? And right, we're gonna pick one of them. Ooh. The first international Champions Cup, MLS All Star, which could also be a rant. Um, Cup of Nations. Those are the three topics we have left. Africa Cup of Nations.
1: Uh, I haven't watched any of the Cup of Nations. Um, Me neither. I know. I know, I know that there. the the ICC is coming up, but we are also going to have somebody on to talk about that. Isn't that right?
0: Yes, the Man City guy also writes let's, for the ICC.
1: Let's, uh, let's let the, the educated man talk about that then. Um, although yep. they're fun, they're always fun. You know, they're fun. Um, which leaves us with either rants or the MLS All Star Game.
0: We could do. Boy, I don't even know anything about the MLS All Star Game. Do you?
1: They're playing Atletico, Atletico Madrid this year. Yeah. They did announce uh, the roster. They announce did announce the roster.
0: Libra, all like the famous old guys are on, are on the roster. Essentially, Van right? Odin. Like
1: it, it shows you, you know, there are like there are a lot, and there's there's people you know that uh, I've seen that follow us that are huge MLS fans, and that's that's cool. Like I like that people yeah. are taking ownership of it. However, it shows you know just how much farther the you know the league has to come is if we're still voting some of these guys in. Like I mean, honestly, Carlos Vela, um, you know, he's Mexican international. I think it's fan votes. It is.
0: I think fan votes sway it big time. It is,
1: but you you want you want to see you know like those diehard fans voting in players that deserve to be there. It's a, I mean, you still have that same problem in in basketball and in baseball with with fan voting for all star games. It's um, Fan voting is stupid. The best players don't necessarily always play, um, but yeah, I mean, there's I mean, there's some guys that deserve to be there, but a lot. Of, I mean, you could I I could have predicted half of that roster, um, and I don't. Well, we'll see how much a lot of those guys play. Like Nani wasn't even here at the beginning of the season. Like he got bought. Um, it's such a, a stupid concept yeah.
0: though, because you take the individuals and try to group them into one team to play like a very good, solid together squad. It's it's, like,
1: it's actually something that, that you know a lot of countries do around the world when teams go really? on teams go on preseason tours. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of times you'll see like smaller countries put together from their domestic league, you know, their all star team, uh, if you will. I l- so
0: I love that Cardiff is playing a USL squad like that. Tickled all the right notes for me.
1: Yeah, that's way cooler. That and they're cool. playing
0: New Mexico, who is still in the USO, the US Open Cup. Was
1: uh, was New Mexico still in there, or was it St. Louis that you? I think you're right. Oh.
0: Saint, they're both. There's two: St. Louis and uh, yeah. Shout out to these USL squads: New Mexico United and St. Louis United FC, something like that. Yeah. Still in the US Open Cup, mid to the
2: final eight. Very cool. Hope they win. Maybe they get promoted.
0: Yeah, that's the whole freaking problem. And people, I don't want to go into my rant yet. I have a different. I got you. I know you do. About Stu Holden. (laughs) I know you do because (laughs) Stu Holden, who is a pundit for U.S. Soccer and has voted against promotion relegation in the United States as part of the board, is a minority owner in a team that was just promoted to the first division in La Liga, and he was online spraying champagne everywhere, celebrating promotion of his team, that him and Steve Nash are minority owners of. And, uh, you know, he's against promotion, which is the best thing in the entire world, which he was celebrating. He gets,
1: he gets paid to be against promotion and relegation when it comes to the United States. Like, mm. that's his job. He gets paid to to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, as an owner or part owner uh, Shame on hashtag you know,
0: shame on Stu. It's it's trending on Twitter.
1: Oh I mean you, that that <laughs> harkens back to that one of our first talks, right? Like how toxic the US soccer is. There's there's so much like just gross nepotism connections. You know, we talked about it with Burhalter and Both this and, way, and, be on the board. And MLS MLS players on the national like it's it is frustrating i don't think it's the only reason why we suck but it's you know it's not helping Doesn't help yeah hmm. S- Stu was actually a pretty good player was he yeah he, and actually he
0: a, i should say for all the vitriol on twitter like i've never really hated him so uh
1: he's not my favorite <laughs> well it's mostly bleacher report was not my favorite um i Champions don't mind League.
0: steve nash either as no. like especially as a basketball the soccer crossover fan i was like steve nash is speaking my language
1: yeah yeah that's fair i like steve i like steve nash because he reminds me of us right like you feel like hey this isn't yeah you know, we're not pros Which i'm fine I, we like talking so
0: i'm a i'm a dumbass out here ranting on a podcast every week about soccer
1: america listen to my america. opinion
0: Podcast. It's crazy that you can do this. You could just like record yourself. Podcast. And it over for anywhere else. Da, da, da. No one. All right. Let me check the DMs real quick to make sure no one DM'd us about joining. It would be
2: pretty <laughs> great. Uh, speaking of social media, my quick rant. Nothing. My quick rant is about uh, Spurs Reddit. I just want to say thank you to Spurs uh, R slash. C-O-Y-S, come on you Spurs, is a great spot. And the memes about the transfer window have been particularly wonderful. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed them. And it's been good summer entertainment while we're waiting to get things kicked off again. So, shout out. I
0: actually have a little a snippet from uh, our come on you Spurs that I thought was very comical. Today. Yeah, shoot. So they were talking about Ndombele, the transfer, and one of the top comments... Kind of close to the top, like four down, 64 upvotes, said, I'm going to shoot my fucking dick off if we get <laughs> And then someone commented, I expect full video posted within 24 hours after it happens. Original poster, with a huge smile on my face and a deadly belly <laughs> shirt on my body. <laughs> Another commenter, can we do it together? Original poster mass dick sacrificing to Levy. How serious we are. And then I finally jumped in and I just said, "Yeah!"
2: Exclamation Levy. point.
0: And that's the whole thread.
2: Yeah, the Levy memes, man. <laughs> They've been so good. Just. You know, I
0: love right. that Twitter uh, that that Reddit area. It's just fantastic. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, making fun of poor Daniel Levy and how he doesn't sign that anybody. I could go right into like. I posted on there very early in my Spurs fandom. Very. early. I remember early. this Lamella, yeah. That I
0: hated Lamella. I was just like, I hate Lamella out there. Like he's doing nothing for the squad. <laughs> I just got like my head ripped. They apart. killed Deservedly him. Deservedly. So I was. They saying. killed him. It was funny to
2: watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: who had, anybody out there that that slayed me?
2: You know what though, right. Lamella, man. Like, Champions League semi-final. He came out as a sub and trying to dribble out the clock and he's dicking around in our own half fucking around. And there's a great meme on, uh, on Reddit about this. And it's like some goofy guy who's shitty at soccer gym, like doing like little moves with the ball. And they're saying that was the cause he was just dicking around. And it's like, dude, you seen come that? on, seen that. he's got like a limp wrist dude. It's just like really good stuff. Oh, Jimmy rents.
1: Um. Hilarious. Uh, not so much a rant, is just uh, I wanted to make sure we noted um, Rafa Benitez walking away from Newcastle this week, um, not getting you know uh, a deal done. Um, I, I grew up like I obviously am a huge Man United fan, but like Newcastle was very much part of like my world growing up just because they were so good and you know Alan Shear, and um, you know their 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 fans are incredible. Um, it's just really really sad. To see like, like if you want, yeah, I was say if you want to go down a wormhole, you should read some of the comments on, uh, on Mike Ashley um, as their owner, and how the fans felt about letting Benitez walk. But very sad for them. Very sad for a player like Miguel Almirón, who we, we talk about a lot on here. We, we tend to like and DeAndre Yedlin. You know, as a, as a U.S. men's national team player, losing a coach of that caliber, uh, the Premier League losing a coach of that caliber. You know, really squeezing talent out of that team for the last couple of years. Um, you know, I think the, I, I I hope for a quick and speedy sale um, of that club, and hopefully somebody gives them and they're they're really 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 supportive fans something to watch um, going forward. So
0: there is a lot of intrigue in that club uh, this off season. Yes, a lot of it. Yep. Oil money, perhaps coming. Sure. Yeah. Oof. That would change that outlook. Good rant, Jim. Good rant. Excellent rant. Wow, we did all right. You're so you're so smart.
2: You're so smart, Jim. Yeah. yeah.
0: The devil is he so was, wise. What's that phrase in that movie? You is smart. You is funny. You is important.
2: All three. <laughs> all three.
0: Uh, oh shit. Well, so, we did all right. I had on my little notepad. I didn't rant yet, I don't think.
1: No, it's your turn. You said you've been saving one. So,
0: uh, Yeah, but I wrote a little note as we were talking that just says, Rant, Japan. And I r- don't remember what it's about.
2: <laughs> Style? <laughs> Their style's very um, interesting, actually.
0: No, actually, all right, this, this is what it was about. I do remember it. <laughs> so we were talking about Japan and the Copa America... And then it just got me to thinking how thankful I am for the country of Japan, personally. Because they sent me to do all the NBA games, and that was awesome. Like, I wrote for a Japanese magazine for a couple of years, covering all these NBA games. I basically, like, quit last year. Like, I worked in the All-Star game once, but it just has a way of pulling me back in. And Rui Hachimura from Japan, the first Japanese guy that ever got drafted in the NBA, landed with the Wizards it's like like i'm probably gonna cover them again and it's just awesome like the second guy that ever was in the nba was there last year yuta watanabe he's on a two-way deal just like a young guy like his is in the nba and a hot shot that played at gonzaga last year picked ninth he was like projected to go late teens and it's just uh you know japan's got fun basketball things going on and somehow in this wacky world i got involved in that
2: It's <laughs> <I'm just> giving <laughs> you cool opportunities too i think it's great yeah.
0: i wouldn't this podcast wouldn't exist without that world too because that's where i first explored this world
1: well that's what like that's i mean you talk about all the time like you're like yeah i'm just you know a new fan out here talking well the reason the podcast is what it is is because you have all that experience you know in that professional world yep um and everyone sees it you know when they go to our twitter page the the funny response from dc united um but we wouldn't even think to ask for credentials that's you know that's your world you know <laughs> spot so,
0: on yeah No. Yep. we could go to usl games and i'm so tempted to cover that league i really am i love like the small city field Talking to you guys, I, I missed you. Uh, yeah, well, we're gonna be forced
2: to be together so soon because the friends are gonna
0: take
2: my stuff back with friends. Yeah, sure. Stop being yapping away about
0: soccer.